The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and it's always presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code PODCAST1. You get that 50% sign-up bonus today. If you haven't already, I don't know why. You're listening to the Even Money Podcast. You might as well get that 50% welcome bonus. He is Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. I say it every week. You know why? It's a big deal. It's a big deal that you were good enough to win that once, let alone twice, Steve. It's incredible. At Fezzik Sports is where you want to follow Steve, and we have him right here every single week, which is awesome. You can also always check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, on both Twitter and and Instagram, Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. So good way to interact with your boy. You can also see I post press box food videos. People tend to like those. My evaluations of them. I know a lot of people love listening to Greg Cosell and Andrew Brandt on the Ross Tucker football podcast as well. I know what I love. I love when I get awesome tickets to an event that I either didn't know about or didn't realize how inexpensive it was to go to. That's what you get with the SeatGeek app. I've told you guys this before. I talk about it all the time on the Raw Sucker Football Podcast. It is awesome. You know, if nothing else, get the SeatGeek app on your phone. Put in the promo code EVENMONEY today so that if you ever end up buying tickets from SeatGeek, you'll get the $10 off for doing it. But to me, what's really awesome about it, it's a great thing just to scroll through and check out. Like even if you're not in, like you're not looking to get tickets, I mean, obviously, if you're looking to get tickets for a specific event, it's awesome because it aggregates everything. So you have all the prices there and you can see what the best deal is. I mean, that's that's obviously awesome, right? We all get that. We all agree, blah, blah, blah. But I like when I'm bored sometimes, just kind of scrolling through and seeing what events might be going on in the area that I didn't even know. 
you know, within driving distance, like, oh, that's in Baltimore right now, or that's in Philly, that's in Hershey, that's in Lancaster, whatever the case might be. It's pretty awesome. So encourage you to get that SeatGeek app, enter the promo code EVENMONEY. Enough said. I want to get to the results because, Steve, we finally have some positive results to talk about. And if it weren't for darn Thanksgiving, those Thursday games like Sean Grady on TuckHeads.com says, with my Thursday bets, I would have been even better. I was so close. So let's start with that. You finished the week up six units. I finished the week up five units. Uh, It's amazing that I finished up five units, Steve, because Thanksgiving was not good for me. I had the Detroit Lions getting three and a half points, and it's a tie game, Steve. They have the ball, and Stafford throws a pick six. And then he gets him down the field and throws another interception in the end zone. That was brutal. And then got the Redskins against the Cowboys. Redskins two units. They're getting seven and a half points. And they're marching down the field. And they score a touchdown to get within uh, eight. But then they go for two. I'm try- no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I have that wrong. Um, but they, whatever it was, they didn't. Um, they easily, if they hadn't gone for two, they would have been. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but I got screwed. Is what happened. That's what happened. They no, I know what it was. They, it was 31-20, and they settled for a field goal to make it a one-score game. It was 31-20. They were marching, and by the way, they would have gotten a touchdown if they had called the helmet to helmet hit on Jordan Reed. So. Not good for me with those two games, Steve. You know, I hate when teams are down 11 and they do the old, oh, let's make it a one-score game and cut it to eight. While I don't disagree with if you're down 10 to get it down to seven, you know, when you're down eight, it's not a one-score game. It's a one-and-a-half-score game. You have, you're only going to make the two-point conversion half the time. I think it's very dicey. If you think about it in terms of a money line, if you've got the team that's ahead – you're so happy that the other team is settling to be down eight. I think it's almost always a mistake to play for that field goal. Interesting. All right. Now, you had a teaser, a two-unit teaser, Dallas minus one and Indy minus two. Um, and you, I think you took Dallas at either seven or seven and a half. Is that right? Yes, doesn't matter. They both win, so it's a winner. Got it. All right. Atlanta, New Orleans, we both passed. That was a 13-point line, finished 31-17. We both passed the Bucks and the Niners. New England and the Jets, you passed it, Steve. I laid the two units on the Patriots, showing faith that they would win by two scores, and they did, 27-13. Then how about the Giants? Getting six points, and the score and the total was forty-six. The game-winning field goal by the Eagles put us over the total. It was a twenty-five twenty-two game, and the Giants were able to cover. So that was two units for me on the Giants, two units on the over. 
The over was our best bet, so you got two units there, and, and our only best bet last week, or one of our two best bets last week, cashed in. You just lean the Giants. So four nice units for me there, Steve. Two for you, and a best bet came through with the Giants. And a good example of getting in front of the line move because that total went from 46 and it just kept going up all week long. And I saw 50 on the day of the game and it shows if you want to win at this, it's like the stock market. You've got to buy at the right prices and 46 was the right price to play over. Then you get to Oakland and Baltimore. I leaned Baltimore. That would have been the way to go. You passed the game. Jacksonville, Buffalo. Boy, that was a good one for us, Steve. Another best bet. We only had two of them. We each took the Bills getting three and a half points, and they won the game outright. And Jacksonville lost the game outright, and you've got to wonder about that Jacksonville Jaguar motivation after almost making the Super Bowl last year, now standing at 3-8. and eight. That's a very fair point. Seattle and Carolina, I put two units on the Seahawks getting 3.5 points, and they won outright. So another really nice bet for me. Two more units there uh, on Cleveland and Cincinnati. You lean Cincinnati. I leaned Cleveland. Man, I should have made that bet. Uh, we both lean to the over in the Cardinals and the Chargers. Man, the Chargers hit that hit that themselves, 45 points. We should have done that. Indy against Miami, we both passed. Now, this is the one he had a question on. You had a teaser, Steve, and I believe uh, you said when you were making the bet you had the line at minus 8. But Brian read the line at minus nine when we actually picked the uh, when we actually made the bet. He graded it as a win as he assumed you had a minus eight line at the time of recording. Do you remember that? This was the Miami game. Miami Indy. Yeah, I know that that it was widely available to be able to tease that game down to below three. So it should, it should be when I would never, and, and just in terms of basic strategy, I, whenever you tease, you always want to tease through the seven and tease through the three. So I would have never teased just a minus three. I would have always teased it down below. I'd have to go back to, to the recording to hear. But I know that the widely available number that, that, that on that game was certainly, um, although there were some nines, it was certainly below nine as well. Got it. Okay. Pittsburgh against Denver. I leaned Pittsburgh. You leaned Denver. That was certainly the right side. Green Bay, Minnesota. Man, I showed some faith in Aaron Rodgers. And even though they were getting three and a half points, he could not get it done for me. So that was a loss of one unit. So a terrific Sunday for me. And I end up Actually, uh, oh yeah, I end up at, uh, up five units for the week. You're up six units for the week. Let's keep the momentum going here. All right, well, let's start off as we always do, guys. Thursday night football this week. The New Orleans Saints, they are laying seven points at the Dallas Cowboys. Ross, our total, 53. Right. I, I'm going to pass the game. I, I think I would probably still lean New Orleans. I know it's in Dallas. I know the Cowboys are playing really well. I just also think the Saints are really, really that good. 
but I don't like to lay seven points on the road. So I'm going to pass the game. I probably would – I don't know. I, I don't have a good read on this. I'm not even going to really give a lean. I'm just passing the game. And the spread on this one is seven to seven and a half and kind of split 50-50. So I will certainly take Dallas at the plus seven and a half for two units. Although I have the Saints my number one team, I think that this line is a example of the odds makers having had enough of paying out bets on the New Orleans Saints. Of course, the Saints, 9-0 straight up run, 9-0 against the spread run, which on Thanksgiving night continued to roll as they beat Atlanta by 14 despite a box score that indicated that they probably should have only won that game by about eight points. So the odds makers go ahead and put a point spread tax on the Saints here. And frankly, I haven't seen anything from the Saints on the road which would indicate that they're going to cover this number. They played three teams on the road this year that weren't terrible. Uh, let me see, Baltimore. Oh, that's right, Justin Tucker missed an extra point or they'd be playing in overtime. Uh, Minnesota, uh, that's right, they got completely outgained and they essentially got two defensive touchdowns in that game if you count the 60-yard fumble return on the Thielen fumble at the end of the first half. So Saints won that game by 20. I'm not even sure they should have won the game at all. And they beat Atlanta in Atlanta in overtime. That is not a resume of a team that should be laying seven and a half. I know the Saints have been great in the dome at home. I think this one's close. Cowboys, two units. All right, Steve, on to Sunday. Let's start in Jacksonville. The Indianapolis Colts laying four at the Jags with a total of 47 and a half. Yeah, I have no idea how the Jacksonville mindset is going to be with Cody Kessler starting for Blake Bortles. I think that's a positive, and they may come out with a lot of energy. And because of that, I'm going to lean to Jacksonville. But frankly, a 3-8 and team, like we discussed before, that had Super Bowl aspirations, I don't trust them. I have to pass the game lean Jacksonville. Was there a lot? Was there line movement, Steve, with Bortles to Kessler? There was. The look-ahead line was Colts minus 2.5. So I think a lot of this line move was more about the Jaguars losing last week. I will say these teams played not so long ago, just a few weeks ago, and in that game, that game was at Indianapolis, and Jacksonville in that game was catching three, so the market was saying that these two teams were equal just two or three weeks ago. Now they're saying the Colts are seven points better. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I would say too much uncertainty with the new offensive coordinator, and with Kessler, for me, I'm going to pass this game. I, too, probably, though, would lean Jacksonville. Next up, it is Sunday night football, but it's listed early in the games because this was a game that did get flexed into the Sunday night window on NBC. Ross, you're going to be there. Chargers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers laying three and a half points, and the total is 51 and a half. Right. And, you know, Steelers coming off a loss. They need this game for the playoff race, and the Chargers don't have Melvin Gordon. So I would lean Chargers, but no Melvin Gordon. They didn't really play great in London when they didn't have him. I was at that game. So I am going to go – I'm just going to lean the Chargers for this one. I'll lean Pittsburgh. I think it's a home run spot for the Steelers, who frankly – uh, I think have been playing great, even though everything I read says, oh, I'm concerned about the Steelers with the bad game against Jacksonville and Denver. There's nothing bad about that Denver game. The Steelers played an awesome game. They just turned the ball over four times, 
you lose a turnover differential by four, you're going to lose the game, and they still almost won. And I would argue if they'd only had a three turnover differential, they would have won the game. Um, Chargers traveling all the way to Pittsburgh. And like you mentioned, Ross, without Gordon, I really am looking towards Pittsburgh. I'm kind of upset they flexed this game to the Sunday night start. There's a long-term trend that says the West Coast teams, regardless of where the game is played, have an advantage in night games because of the body clock issue. So that goes from an advantage for Pittsburgh to an advantage to the Chargers. That's why just a lean to Pittsburgh. Steve, next up, it's Carolina at Tampa Bay and the Panthers, three-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 56-and-a-half. Two teams that I want to be betting on. I'm going to lean Tampa Bay here, minus 21 turnover differential year-to-date. And that's why they're only four and seven. They're one and four in close games. Uh, specifically, I can think about the three-point loss to the Giants and the Bengals. In both those games, they were minus four in turnover differential. That's why Tampa is not hovering around 500. And if they were, this line would be pick them. So the reason I'm not betting on Tampa is I actually think Carolina is pretty darn good. And their three-game losing streak, I think, is excusable. The unlucky loss against the Lions, and then last week, they really outplayed Seattle for most of that game. They should have won that game. I think Carolina needs the game like blood. So just a lean to Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Uh, They played very well last week. I know the Niners had the distraction of the Reuben Foster thing or whatever, and I get that. But I think also Jameis Winston realizes – that he's playing for his career right now. He played well. The Panthers' defense has been disappointing. So I'm putting two units on the Bucks at home, getting the three-and-a-half points. I just don't know where Carolina's mentality is right now. Two units on the Bucks. All right, Ross. Baltimore at Atlanta. Falcons favored by one, and our total is 49. This is an interesting game. It sounds like it'll be Lamar Jackson again. The Falcons actually didn't play that bad against the Saints on Thanksgiving. You know, they get extra time for this one, and, you know, they fumbled three times inside the 20. Once was Matt Ryan. Once was Julio Jones. I'm trying to think who the other one was. uh, But at any rate, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley fumbled down there. So that game against the Saints would have been even closer. Now they're playing at home. I, I think Atlanta has a pretty good chance to win this game outright. But I just don't trust their defense against Lamar Jackson. I would lean the Falcons in laying the one point, believe it or not. Yeah, I'll go ahead and put a unit on the Falcons. I think that um, when you get a rookie quarterback, gets a couple of home games, he can play pretty darn well. We saw that with Nick Mullins and the 49ers. Put him on the road with some crowd noise. It becomes a totally different animal. And I do think that um, Atlanta has hit rock bottom and they should have covered against the Saints, and I think that they will go ahead and get the win in this game. I'm also going to go, I'm going to lean to the over 48 and a half. The only reason I'm not betting the over is I'm concerned that Lamar Jackson may well have a very bad game because I don't think he's going to be able to keep running the ball more than 10 times per game. It's not sustainable. He'll get injured, and if he has to just pass the ball, he's going to be in big trouble Um even against a bad Atlanta Falcon defense. But I'll lean over as well. But best bet, Atlanta one unit. Well, Ross, that was a lean, right? No, just a lean, not a best bet, just a lean. All right, well, moving on, Steve, let's go with uh, Cleveland at Houston. The Red Hot Texans, six-point favorites. Our total there is 47.5. I'm going to go over the 47.5 for two units. It's all about 
two offenses that have struggled for a good part of the year, but the buy signs are blinking. Uh, Watson of Houston, obviously, was a little tentative coming in with the leg injury last year, then the bruised chest, bruised lung, and week 6 through 10, he was running for less than 20 yards per game. And I think that going ahead and getting 70 yards with a whole lot of mobility they showed against the Titans, I think that he's ready to go at 100% finally. And obviously, Baker Mayfield, much, much better without Hugh Jackson under uh, Kitchens for Cleveland. So with two offenses improving over two units. I like that a lot. Now, I I know the Texans' defense is pretty good, but I'm with you. Watson seems like he's getting pretty comfortable. The Browns' Mayfield has been on fire the last couple games. I like two units on the over as well. On the line, I'd probably lean Cleveland getting those six points after the Texans just played Monday night. But I'll, I'll just lean Cleveland. But I'll go two units on the over for a best bet. The best bet. Ross, let's continue with your Buffalo Bills there at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins laying five and a half and a low total of 40. Yeah, very low total in this one. And I, I, I understand why. Both of these teams are offensively challenged. And I know that the Dolphins are a pretty solid team and the Bills aren't good and they're definitely not good when they're on the road. But I just kind of like the mojo of the Bills team right now. And I think five and a half points is a decent amount. I'm going to put a unit on the Bills getting to five and a half. Yeah, and the Bills always seem to get up for Miami in this rivalry division game for whatever reason. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I'll put a unit on the Bills. We'll make this one a best bet as well. The best bet. Next up, Steve, Chicago, four-and-a-half-point favorites at the New York Giants, and the total is 45. Yeah, off the board in most places, don't know if we're going to get Trubisky for Chicago. I frankly did not like what I saw from Trace Daniel, despite them getting by Detroit, although you could argue it was the Chicago defense that got by Detroit with the uncertainty of quarterback. I'll pass the game. With you as well, I, I got burned too many times last year. Not not having a good feel for the quarterback position. So I am also passing the game. Ross, Detroit, uh, Detroit. how about Denver? Let's go Denver, minus four. They're at the Cincinnati Bengals with a total of 42 and a half. How about the line movement here with, with uh, uh, Andy Dalton being out, Steve? Yeah, look, headline Bengals were laying minus two and a half. Just last week, and then a horrible performance, and Driscoll taking over for Dalton, and we got a seven-point line move. You know, I just—it's hard for me to show a lot of faith in the Broncos. They've played well the last couple weeks. I feel like the Bengals—you know, backup quarterback—they're kind of out of it. But Driscoll wasn't bad when he came out there. I don't think the Bengals are going to keep getting embarrassed at home. They're getting four points. I would actually—I'd actually. I'd actually I guess I would lean Cincinnati in this one, um, but I'm not going to put any units on them just because I don't have a good enough feel for Driscoll. I'll lean to the Bengals, especially um, with A.J. Green possibly coming back, but um, frankly, the Bengals have had some shockingly bad results in recent weeks, including the Saints' complete no-show game and, um, of course, the Cleveland debacle. So given that, I, I don't trust them enough to bet, but if... Um, you had to side one way. That's the strong lane. 
Steve, how about the Rams? 10-point favorites at the Lions, 54.5 the total. You know, I get it. The Rams have just kept trucking along, and they're winning, and they're off a bye. But I would argue this is the rare case where the team with the bye might have a scheduling disadvantage here because the Rams had had such a challenging schedule with so many road games, and then, of course, even their final stretch with two home games. They spent a week in Colorado. I got a feeling when they won that Monday night game against Kansas City that the coaching staff just said, all right, enjoy the week off, everyone, Thanksgiving week, and let's get back to work on Monday. And the Lions, well, they went ahead and got to play on Thursday and off of a loss, so they've got 10 days to focus um, from that, catching 10 points, I really want carry on Johnson. He's so important to this team, and I don't know if he's going to play uh, the rookie running back, but even so, I'm going to put two units on the Lions plus the 10. I'm with you. 10 points is a lot in the NFL. I know the Rams coming off a bye, but I think Detroit is at least able to keep it close. I don't think they win the game, but I think they keep it close. They've done a pretty nice job of that throughout the year. Two units also on the Lions getting the 10 points against the Rams. Best bet. The best bet. Ross, next up, it is the Arizona Cardinals at the Green Bay Packers. And uh, Green Bay, 14-point favorites. 44.5 is the total. It's just amazing that a 4-6-1 team can be 14-point favorites. I'll put a unit on the Arizona Cardinals. I don't expect them to get demolished again like they did in L.A. against the Chargers. I think they'll play a little bit better. The Packers are a flawed team. I think that the Packers still win the game, but I'll put one unit on Arizona, betting on those guys to keep it close. I think you got the right idea. I just can't do it with my money. Whenever I watch Arizona and, and Wilkes coaching, I just shake my head and put a note. Don't bet on these guys ever again, but um, the valuations and the numbers, they say you got the right side. I'll just lean Arizona. All right, on to the 4 o'clock Eastern game. Steve, it's the Oakland Raiders. They're at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City, 15-point favorites. 55.5 is the total. And similar to Arizona, all of the numbers are going to say that the Raiders have solid value as a home dog, catching 15 points. And again, I'm perfectly comfortable saying that I'm going to lean strongly with the Raiders, but I'm not going to the betting window to bet these guys. I pass. 15 points, man. I mean, that that's a number right there. 15 points. Yet nobody can stop the Chiefs. The game is even in Oakland, which is just crazy. I'm putting a unit on the Raiders. I don't care. 15 points at home. I'm putting a unit on the Raiders, and I'm going to regret it next week. Next up, Ross, it's the Jets. Oh, by the way, by the way, before I forget, no, 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 before I forget, two units on the over 55. Because the Chiefs are probably going to score 40. The Raiders are going to score 20. So, And Chiefs might even score more than 50, 40. So I'm going two units on the over, 55 and a half, too. All right, ready for the next one? It's the Jets and the Titans. Tennessee, nine and a half point favorites at home, 40 and a half the total. Not sure what we're getting at the quarterback position right now with the Jets. I'd probably lean to them getting nine and a half points against a Titans team that's now lost a couple games in a row. In fact, I'll put one unit. This is this is underdog alley here. One more unit on the Jets getting 9.5 points. We're just going right down the line taking these underdogs, getting 
getting some points. Yeah, I would lean that way. I do think that the Titans were unlucky to lose by 17 against Houston. Really came down to two plays at the end of the first half. The Titans get stuffed on the goal line and then give up the 97-yard touchdown run. There's a 14-point swing. And then Watson, real close play, but he did fumble at the in the fourth quarter, and they ruled his elbow down, and that resulted in extra seven points for Houston. So not as bad a final score as it appeared to be for the Titans against Houston, but I, I agree. I'll, I'll lean Jets. Next up, Steve, it's Minnesota. They are at New England, and Tom Brady and company six-point favorites with a total of 48-and-a-half. I'm going to go over the 48-and-a-half for a unit. The weather's going to be remarkably good for a New England December game here. Um, the Although the Vikings' defense has played much better, I really see this as a AFC-NFC shootout game where the teams don't know each other very well. Minnesota obviously has the weapons to take advantage of New England and put points on the board. And New England's offense, finally, finally, they have the pieces in place with Sony Michelle, Edelman, Gronk, and uh, Gordon, of course. So as healthy as that offense has been all year long, over 48 and a half for a unit. You know, I, I like what I'm seeing from the Vikings more recently. Um, six points feels like a decent amount. I know it's in New England, but I feel like the Vikings are going to play pretty well in this game. I wouldn't even be shocked if the Vikings won the game. So I'm going to put two units on the Vikings getting the six points. Next game, Ross, it was the original game scheduled for Sunday Night Football. Now it's just at 425. It is San Francisco at Seattle. Seahawks 10-point favorites, and the total is 46. Niners are going the wrong way, and they're looking bad. Seahawks are looking good. Man, I don't like to give 10 points, Steve, but I'm really, really leaning towards it. I'm not going to do it. Actually, you know what? I am going to do it. I I don't care. One unit on Seattle laying the 10. I just, the Niners are a mess right now, and the Seahawks are playing very, very well. They got some momentum. One Now I'm changing my mind again. I'm not doing it. Just a heavy lean to Seattle. Don't have anything in this game, but I do have a strong feeling about which way this line is going in a divisional game. And based upon the numbers I have in front of me and some little bit of information, if you will, I'd even call it inside information. If you like Ross's lean on Seattle, I'd wait on this game. I think this line is going to come down to nine instead of 10. And once it does so, you might consider not just betting Seattle minus nine, but I think you could tease Seattle um, if you can get them down to minus two and a half later in the week and tease them with the Tennessee Titans. That would just be a lean for me for a possible bet later this week. And finally, Steve, Monday Night Football. It's the Washington Redskins at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles in this one, the six and a half point favorites, 44 the total. Yeah, and it's interesting on this total – as decimated as the Eagles' secondary is with all their cornerbacks injured, I understand that the Redskins' O-line has all kinds of problems and they lost their playmaker wide receiver, but they might get their left tackle back this week, and I know that the Eagles are going to have trouble on defense the rest of the year. don't like division games going over versus non-division games, but I'm still going to have a strong lean going over the total. Yep, and I think the Redskins are going to keep it close. I mean, who, who, when have we seen the Eagles blow anybody out this year? I know it's Colt McCoy, and I know they're a little bit banged up, but six and a half points, 
It was good for me last week with the Giants and the Eagles. I'm going to take the Redskins getting the six and a half points. Two units on the Redskins. This is still a flawed Eagles team right now. I think they win the game, but I think it's close, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Redskins won it. So two units for me on the Washington Redskins getting six and a half points. Steve, you are the man. I'm telling you, buddy, this is our week. We're going to keep it rolling. You had a great week. I had a great week. We are finishing the year strong. I want to finish the year in the black for my boys. That is you guys. So that those of you that went to betonline.ag, used the promo code podcast one, got the 50% welcome bonus so that you finish the year having made money. That is my goal. It's probably not going to be a lot of money at this point, although with the playoffs, you never know if we get on quite the run here. But I just want to make sure you guys have made some money this year. That's my goal. I would be so, so happy if we can get that done because I know a lot of you have already gone to betonline.ag and used the promo code very wisely, by the way, podcast one, so that you get that 50% welcome bonus why not, right? I mean, why, why would you not do that at this point? So if you still haven't done it, there's still time. But I'm telling you, dudes, think about how fast this season's going. I mean, these games this weekend are going to be December, right? I mean, the season's going to be over before you forget, before you, before, you, um, before you realize it, and you didn't even get a chance to go ahead and, and use the code podcast1 over at betonline.ag. Other than that, you guys know the drill. We need to keep this rolling. We got some momentum now. Let's keep it rolling. Hope you guys win some money. Good luck. I think we're done here. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast. All available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.